Well, hello, welcome to Passive Wealth for High Tech Minds podcast. There are lots and lots of IT professionals who work in the industry. These IT jobs are so exhausting mentally, there isn't much time left for such folks to make clever decisions about their investments. Most are unable to put their money in the right asset classes. This is Prashant Kumar from IDLT Gains. I have worked in corporate America in IT and in business organizations for 25 years. My goal is to educate IT professionals like you about the benefits of passive investing. I will be passing my knowledge and will bring guests who have done very well in their careers and can explain the process and advantages of passive investing. So, let's begin. Well, hello, hello. This is Prashant Kumar from My Realty Gains and this is yet another podcast of Passive Wealth for High Tech Mind podcast. And today I have a distinguished guest with me Eileen Preck. Eileen, uh, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me here, Prashant. I really appreciate it. Awesome, Eileen. So Eileen, just a little introduction about Eileen. Uh, she's co-founder of Bonavest Capital. She helps people generate passive income through real estate syndication. She's on the path of creating time freedom for her family and two young children and believes real estate is the best vehicle that can help her and others achieved this dream. Eileen received her MBA from Northeastern University and has over 10 years of experience in aerospace industry as the finance lead on several multi-million dollar projects. She's also the host of five day per week real estate podcast. How did they do it? Real estate, how did they do it? Real estate where she interviews top experts in real estate industry with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Eileen, we were just talking uh, and you have five, you have podcast every day. Uh, how do you do it? <laughs> how do I do it? <laughs> <laughs> it? It takes a little bit of time, but what I found is that as long as you really enjoy what you're doing, yes, it takes all the time, but because I'm enjoying it, it's something that I get to do, not something that I have to do. And so when I am in that mindset, it makes you know, the interviewing process and, and releasing all those episodes much more enjoyable. I get to meet all these amazing other real estate investors who share their success stories and their knowledge with me and my listeners. And so I'm super grateful every interview that I'm on every single day. And so that's, that's how I do it. Wow. wow. Eileen, you, are, you are the rock star. I mean, already in my, uh, you know, in my mind, uh, I mean, I release my podcast once a week. Uh, and that I feel that that itself is is, is considerable amount of work. So all kudos to you, Eileen. Thank you. <laughs> so I I heard that I mean I mean I even though I, I introduced you, tell us a little bit more about your background, Eileen, so that you know our listeners listen from the horse's mouth. You know where have you come from? What have you done? I know you are trying to get to your financial freedom as soon as possible. So tell us a little bit more uh, about uh, overall journey in the real estate. Sure. So I come from, um, you know, parents who immigrated here to the U.S. who basically didn't have anything, built everything from the ground up. And so we come from a family where hard work, education, knowledge is very important to us. And so that has laid the foundation of everything that I do is so important to get your education first, because what I've been taught is, 
you can have everything taken away from you in the world, but nobody can take away your education. You can build up everything back up, even if you lose everything, if you have your education. So you have to have that solid foundation. So what I did was I went to school, went to get good grades, um, ended up going to get my master's degree, which you had mentioned as well, and then working on to get a good, solid career in aerospace finance. And, you know, it was a, I would say from the outside point of view, it's you're, you're, you've, you're successful. You've made it. You've, you've created a stable lifestyle for yourself, for your family, making good income. However, the thought of uh, financial freedom, financial independence kind of shifted for me after I became a mom myself and the way I look at investments in finances, because what I realized was if our job has gone away, like one of our income goes away, I only have that one stream. So I need to create other different ways to create passive income to supplement all of that and to accelerate my lifestyle and my journey to financial freedom so that I can have a choice later on in life. And not because I just have to work the nine to five every day, I get to choose to go into work every single day. And so when I had, when I became a mind myself, my time became so precious to me. And so I wanted to find different ways where I could accelerate that, where I'm able to choose where I spend my time, be there for my children, um, see all the different milestones that they are um, uh, experiencing in life because they're only so young at such a, for such a short period of time. So I always want to be there for them. And so that's where my financial journey kind of started um, is looking for different ways to create that passive income. And I came across real estate. And, 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 and when did you start? I mean, how long ago did you start and how, how is your journey coming along towards financial freedom? Sure. So I started, I would say, well, first of all, I'll mention that my family also does real estate. So we've already had that background that, you know, uh, you can create wealth through real estate. Um, so we started off looking at, you know, wanting to do something in California where I live. However, the cash flow wasn't there. Um, the, the prices were too high. We were getting outbid left and right. And so we started looking outside of California and actually started doing some turnkey single family properties and hiring a property manager to help manage those properties while we are living in California here. Um, during that journey, you know, we looked at the number of doors that we had to own and to operate in order to get to our financial freedom number where our passive income would exceed our active income. And there were quite a lot of doors that we had to, to, to purchase in order to get to that number. And so we're like looking at different ways and talking and networking with a, a lot of different people. And from there, we discovered the world of multifamily syndications. And that was probably back in 2019. So by the end of 2019, we were studying, we were consuming content, learning about the syndication space and what it meant. And really all it, the syndication means is it's just a fancy word for group investments. So everybody pool their investments together, whether it be your sweat equity, knowledge, connections, um, capital, so that we can all come together as investors and purchase something that we might not otherwise have been able to do so on our, on our own. And that's really where my journey started was um, I invested first as a passive investor into another sponsor's syndication to get my feet wet and get that experience, have that proof of concept first. And like I mentioned, get that education, get that solid foundation first before I continued moving forward um, within the syndication space. Awesome. That, that's awesome. So you really 
I mean, even though you had a lot of real estate background, you really started investing only a couple of years ago uh, as limited partners and you have evaluated, I'm sure, many other syndicators, sponsors, and and you are almost there. I mean, uh, t- tell me a little bit about, about how far you are uh, in terms of gaining your financial freedom uh, so that it kind of motivates, you know, our listeners, you know, how you know, how, how much space do you need to create a financial freedom, basically, so to say? Yeah, I would say that we are getting pretty close there. Um, at the at this point right now, we've done about 13 deals as passive investors ourselves. We've done about five, five deals as general partners um, on the active side of things. And so all that combined has really accelerated our path to financial freedom. Um, we're still working our current active, or we're still currently working our W-2 jobs right now, but we're taking all that active income and investing it in passive investments, passive opportunities, so that our money is also working hard for us while we are also working hard for our money. So combined, those two strategies are really going to accelerate our path to um, early retirement to the financial freedom uh, journey that we're looking for. Well, Aline, you you are you are an ideal avatar for this show and for my real estate business, where you know somebody who has been investing in the real estate, uh, who knows about real estate, or even if you didn't know about real estate, you started you know just a couple of years ago, like four years ago. You know, you uh, obviously you and your spouse, you know, you guys worked to you know, both full time and, and, and you took a plunge into real estate and you started investing in, in real estate just three, four years ago. And you are at a level where you're invested in 13 deals as passive investors, your money is already making money. You know, you are making money in W2, but whatever your savings are, that money is, uh, is also getting compounded every year. And on top of that, because of your diligence, because of your hard work, you have taken, jump into the pond where, you know, you have become GP on five deals and you are, you know, I'm sure you are almost there to start sponsoring a deal, maybe in a couple of, maybe this year or maybe in the next, next couple of years. Uh, So, so this is what we, we, we are here for. We are here to educate our listeners that, even if you don't have time, you know, even if you do not have time, but as long as you start investing your savings passively in real estate and keep compounding that, keep compounding that year after year, you are creating tremendous amount of wealth for yourself. You know, even if you don't want to become an active investor, in your case, Alan, you want to become an active investor, but for our listeners, those who do not have stamina or do not have desire to become an active investor, um, you know, they can still they can still make a lot of money, you know, from real estate passively. So from a passive standpoint, I I mean how how much time would you invest uh into a deal when you look at a deal and from and and in the life cycle of the deal, how much time do you really spend on a passive investment? So before we even get to the actual investment themselves, we're spending a lot of time networking and establishing relationships with different various sponsors because we have to get a point to a point where we are confident and we trust the people that we are going to invest our money with to be 
you know, good stewards of our capital. So we're spending a lot of time building up that relationship and establishing, you know, that trust and a good solid connection with them. Um, so that's the first and foremost thing that we do. So it takes a little while to, to build up that connection, that, that trust and that confidence. And then from there, once we narrow it down to who we might connect the best with, um, in the syndication space, then we'll take a look at the deals and see if it aligns with our goals and our, um, our, uh, our metrics and what we're looking for in, in investments. And if it's going to help propel us forward to reach our financial goals, we'll take a look at it and we'll do some underwriting in it. We'll, um, you know, especially in the very beginning when you don't have much experience, it took us a long time to deep dive into those deals, understand those numbers. But the more and more you do it, and the more trust and um, confidence you build with the sponsor, the less time I feel that you're spending on the actual evaluation of the deals. Because really, the numbers are just numbers. What you are investing in is really with the sponsor themselves. So people can have projections. The numbers on the spreadsheets can be whatever they are. People can um, have different types of assumptions. And based off of their assumptions, the numbers can look very different. But what really is important is the sponsors themselves and how are they going to operate and are they trustworthy and are they going to take the money, your money and make it work the hardest it can for you. And so that's what we really look for is that the sponsor with a, you know, with that, that level of um, uh, professionalism, uh, trustworthiness and everything like that before we get into any syndication deals. Awesome. That, that that's you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I mean, basically, you know, when you invest with somebody, it's your hard-earned money. Is that is the time that you invest in your W two jobs? Is the time that you had that you spend away from your family and earn that money? And you want to make sure that money is secure and it is invested with those sponsors who are trustworthy professionals and um, willing to work hard for your money. So. This is this is the message that we are trying to communicate again uh, uh, to our listeners. But once you have built that trust, you know, then if you know, uh, you know, Prashant is a good operator and you have invested with me once or twice and you have seen me, how I work, I'm not talking about myself, I'm just giving an example, uh, then you would be more prone to invest mm-hmm. with me again in future because you exactly know how I work, you know, how, what I my modus operandi, I mean, uh, how do I react in different situation and, and what I do to protect investors' assets? Yep, absolutely. That's good. That's good. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really impressed uh, and not to impress you again. F- four years, three years and 13 deals, that, that's a lot of hard work that you have done. But if you were not to become an active uh, investor, um, you know, what is your thought? How many deals would you work on and how, you know, how would you invest? You know, how much time would you invest if you were not to quit your W2 job? I mean, now I know at some point you want to become a financial freedom. You want to gain a financial freedom, but normally how much time would you spend? Um, you know, I, in my mind, not more than a couple of hours or maybe, maybe a couple of days to evaluate a deal. And then, uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, I don't want to give the answer. You tell me what, mm-hmm. what you would do it. 
Yeah. So if it's in a market that, okay. So if it's in the market that we've never seen before, it's going to take us a little bit longer to evaluate the deal. So I would say within like, you know, one to two days, if we just sit down and really look at it and evaluate the market itself and then the, um, the metrics within the, you know, the different, uh, economics surrounding that market itself. And if we trust and believe that market, then we'll look at the deal itself and see if, it's feasible and if it's realistic and that could take any, you know, a couple of hours to deep dive into the sponsors um, assumptions and how the numbers are coming from um, me. I'm, I, I work with Excel quite often. And so I like to look at how the numbers um, one number impacts the other number and how they are able to get to those projections. So it would take me a little bit longer to kind of understand what all the different moving pieces are um, within those underwriting underwriting models. So I would say, yeah, um, one to two days could take me um, if I'm like really looking at the deal and just deep diving into it. And, and after that, how much time would you spend uh, once you have it made, made up your mind that you are going to invest your hard-earned $50,000 or whatever it is into the deal? Uh, how much more time do you invest uh, or put in, in the deal? What is the requirement? Not you putting in, what is the requirement of your time? So after we decide to invest in a deal, what what happened is then, you know, we need to go spend some time to wire the funds into it, um, read the PPMs and all the contract and all the legal verbiage and make sure that it's in line and that we agree with all those terms and conditions. So that will take a little bit time as well. And then from there afterwards, you would just sign all the paperwork and then you just wait for it to close and from our point, all we need to do after that is just wait and get what we call mailbox money every single month or quarter, depending on the distribution timeline. Um, and so that's the fantastic part of it because I don't have to do anything. I just wait for the monthly or quarterly communication to understand what's going on with the property, but I don't have to do anything. I it's, The operator is going to be working on it, um, but I'm just managing it and monitoring whether or not they are working towards that business plan and are they continuing to meet those business plans? Awesome. This is what I wanted to hear, you know, in that long wind, long winded way is mailbox money. You know, it, it really is mailbox money to me. Once you have done your work up front and once you have invested in the deal, once the deal has closed after that, um, you know, I think you agree that it is more like mailbox money. You look at it, uh, and and there are many benefits, you know, you have depreciation, appreciation. Uh, we don't have to go into the details of that because our listeners have listened, heard it time and time again, what are the pe- passive benefits, I mean, benefits of passive investing, uh, so to say. But um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, any bad experiences you have had um, with anybody, if if any, you know, in real estate. Um, so within syndications, particularly or outside of real estate or outside of syndications, outside, inside, whatever, doesn't matter to me in syndication or real estate. If you have any bad experiences, just if you don't have, doesn't matter. If it looks like you are pretty savvy in finance and in Excel, uh, or give us some, some good stories, maybe. 
Yeah, I think because we have done our proper due diligence up front and really do the vetting of it, um, we haven't had necessarily like really bad experiences, knock on wood so far, um, with any of the investments that we had. I think the only negative things that are the challenges that some of the challenges we face is maybe when I was doing the single family home, um, we're dealing with a, a little bit of a difficult tenant um, with during COVID time and the paying of the rents and trying to collections of that piece of it. Um, so that was a little bit a little bit of a challenge during that time, but we were able to overcome it, um, you know, but other than that, everything else has been pretty good. Um, I can share a great story that has happened. Um, an unexpected one. <laughs> so, I have all the years. So the first passive investment that we had invested with, um, the hold period time expectation was the five-year hold period. And it ended up going full cycle within 19 months um, instead. And so we were able to take those earnings and those capital gains and basically roll it over. We were able to make, I think, like a 1.9 multiple on our cash within the 19 months. And so that was fantastic. Um, we were expecting to hold it for five years, but um, the market was favorable and they sold it, got a gain. And so we're able to take that cash and then put it back into another syndication and have that compounding effect and having now more money and building in more and more cash flow through those passive investments. Awesome. Awesome. That, that, I mean, I would like to go back to your uh, bad experience or challenge, challenge that you had in your single family. I'm sure a lot of people have had those challenges, including me. What do you think about uh, that kind of challenge um, after coming into multifamily passive investing space? So the difficult part with the single family and single family is fantastic for certain models and people, and they've done great in those those fields. However, for me personally, what I found, um, it just didn't match what we were looking to do. And when there's one tenant who's not paying, you have basically zero income for that month. Your, your collection is 0% for that month. With multifamily, you know, you have the um, economies of scale. So even if you have a couple of bad tenants who are not maybe paying or they're delinquent in their payments, you still have other payment, other tenants who are covering it. So you're still making a break even at like a lower point value. You're not 0%. At some time, at, at, at any point in time, um, it would be very difficult to get to 0% with a multifamily. Um, and so what was great about when I invested in passively in syndications is I didn't have to worry about dealing with the property manager, dealing with the tenants and all that paperwork that goes back and forth communication. The sponsor takes care of all that stuff. And I really just sit back and just read the emails and the communication that comes to us as investors. So, I mean, uh, this is what I wanted to hear for our, our listeners is no tenants, no dealing with the tenants, no toilets and no trash. Basically, it, when you are passively investing, you are not worried because all those things are being managed by professional people, not by you as your skill set. I mean, you are very good in managing your finance department, right? Maybe you are not that good in managing your single family rental, because that's not your skill set, so to say, right? Your skill set is to manage your finance department. And if you are investing in real estate, you don't want to be managing a tenant or a toilet or trash. You want the peace of mind when you invest 
you want to invest and you want your money to grow and you want professional managers to take care of your um, your assets, so to say, because you are partners in, in, in those assets and, and you end up making a bunch of money on top of it. I mean, yeah. 19 months, 1.9 times your money. I mean, come on. I mean, have you heard of that kind of returns anywhere else? Yeah, and the <laughs> other thing that I want to add to is the time that is spent managing when we were doing the single family, the time that we spent managing and the communication that goes back and forth if you're a high tech professional or working a, a strenuous job, you don't have the time to manage all of that. And so by investing in a syndication, the time is no longer needed and required. And so it's much more better use of your time to have somebody else manage it for you. If it's not your interest, if that's not what you want to do, somebody else takes care of it, but you still get to enjoy the benefits of the returns that come from it. And you are getting, I mean, in my mind, I mean, you are getting substantial return. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe you had, I mean, that was a very good deal, but in general, when, when you invest, what kind of returns, at least returns, the least returns you would look for in a deal as a passive investor? So I think now the returns are coming down a little bit more just because of the markets and the deal itself are a little bit harder and harder to find. So our expectations as the investors have to come down just a little bit. So what I'm seeing right now is if we can see like a 1.5, 1.6 multiple, you know, we'll take a look at that. But what we also look for is the cash flowing aspect of it. Um, so we like to see if there's um, some type of cash flowing assets that we can also benefit from as well as the upside. So we're not just looking purely for appreciation. We're looking for the value add component with the cash flow that goes with along with it. So, so my, my question would be again, uh, uh, what is the typical me- uh, metrics uh, in terms of IRR or mm-hmm. AAR? In number of years, so for 1.5 times in how many years? Three years, five years? Yep. What, what, what would you look for? So um, probably within the three to five year hold period time, uh, maybe 1.5, 1.6 and above equity multiple. And then also um, probably uh, cash on cash is about um, 7% if we can get to that. And then IRR maybe about like 15% and above. Um, but it really depends on the sponsor itself. The metrics can be fantastic um, with one sponsor versus another sponsor, but I'm probably would invest, you know, maybe with a smaller, lesser return with a more trusted sponsor than somebody I don't trust that has higher and better returns. Awesome. No, that, that's what I, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, at least in what, what I heard is at least 10 to 12 AAR. I mean, or 15, 15 IRR means that maybe 17, 18 AAR, uh, 1.8 to 1.9 X. So these are typical returns that we would look for uh, in real estate, uh, passive investors as a passive investor, right? I mean, that's what you mentioned. And these are across the board. I mean, it's not just one deal versus another deal. Some deal may be better, some deal may be... So, so they all average out somewhere anywhere from 1.5 to 1.8x in five years, three to five year hold. Um, so if you really think about it, if you compound all that, you know, money that you make over 10 year period as a passive investor, what would be your message? I know you are probably, you know, you're smaller kids, you are at the right, right age. But what is your uh, direction, you know, for the next 10 years? 
if you continue to compound that what would you what 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 do you think uh, future holds for you yeah so i would still i'm still confident within the multifamily space we also like self storage as well but what the deals what i'm looking at because i I'm more of a conservative investor. I'm not, I don't necessarily need those like high, high returns. I just need a good solid deal with good solid returns. Um, and so as long as we continue to invest in this way, we add a level of conservatism to our uh, portfolio and we kind of, it's a way for us to protect ourselves as well. If we continue to be conservative in our underwriting in the way we approach our investments and how we look at um, the returns down the road, because for us, it's not just a short term. I need to get rich kind of quick thing. I need a high return right now. I, but over time, you know, with the compounding effect, it'll build and build and build. And we'll be able to reach, you know, our retirement financial independence, like much more faster. It's a fantastic way to accelerate that. Awesome. Eileen, I think you, you communicated the best things uh, in this uh, last half an hour. Um, you know, that, that's the real purpose of this podcast is to hear from horse's mouth, you know, folks who are doing it, who are motivated to do it, and who have the vision uh, to do it correctly, uh, being conservative, you know, not doing, not just jumping into the pond and start uh, going at a, you know, 100 miles an hour speed. Uh, just being conservative, invest wisely. And over a period of time, you know, the compounding effect takes you, brings you to your financial freedom much sooner than you can even think of. Um, so uh, anything else, Eileen, you want to communicate to our listeners? Uh, I know we are just getting towards the end of our recording time. Yeah. So I think the last thing that I would communicate is, you know, Get your education, study it, and make sure you understand because it is an investment, right? Anytime you get into something like this, it is an investment. So the biggest risk that could happen is that you lose your investment. However, as a passive investor, you're protected by the by the um, LLC. So you're only limited to your actual investment. But if you just sit on the sidelines and just study and educate yourself. However, you never take that educated action. You're never going to get to that next step. You're never going to be able to move forward. So my last words would be take those actionable educational steps. Awesome. Awesome, Eileen. Eileen. And how can, how can our listeners uh, reach out to you, connect with you if they want to? Sure. So we also put together, um, when I say me, we, me and my husband, we put together um, a video series content about how to evaluate passive investments as a, uh, in syndications as a passive investor. So they can go ahead and just, it's a free resource. They can go ahead and download it on our website. It's www.bonavistcapital.com forward slash checklist. And then we just talk through the different metrics you can take a look at as a passive investor. And then of course they can always check out our podcast as well. How did they do it? Real estate. Um, we just want to educate and inspire. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Eileen, uh, you have been of great value to our listeners. I'm pretty sure they would enjoy um, listening to what you had to share. Those were really golden nuggets. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we will talk again on this podcast or uh, we'll meet in person together sometime. Uh, but uh, until then, thank you so much again. 
thank you so much for listening to our podcast. As usual, you can reach me via my website www.myrealtygains.com and via email prashant at myrealtygains.com. I would love to hear from you and talk to you about specific needs you may have. Please schedule an appointment with me via my website again www.myrealtygains.com. Stay tuned for next podcast. This is Prashant Kumar signing off for today. 